The Rocket Review, a streaming video podcast where consenting adults discuss sex, kink and BDSM, sexual health, sex work, and the adult entertainment industries. While our conversations are created to build understanding and share valuable information, not all views expressed reflect those of the producers, hosts, or sponsors. The Rocket Review is intended for mature audiences only. Well, here he is. Hey, stud- I'm great. Hey, Stud Daddy. Lance Charger, everybody, joining us from southern, sunny Southern California. Beautiful today. Like is it beautiful today? Thank you for being inside on such a beautiful day. No problem. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. It is. It's good to see you too, my friend. So, uh, well... Let's just let's just get in close here and let's uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, last week, early in the week, you announced retirement from the adult industry. Lance Charger is retired. I did. Yes. Congratulations, my friend. Thanks. Thanks. It's a little bittersweet for me, but uh, I got to the point where I I just had to make a choice. Um, I think back in the beginning, I had always talked about you know losing a job that I really loved because of COVID. Um, I've been a creative director and a chief creative officer in the beauty space and film and entertainment spaces for about 25 years now. And I always knew I'd probably want to go back to that and I was missing it a little bit. And then, um, and I don't want to belabor the whole how I get into porn, if we've talked about it a million times, but uh, it just took off really quickly for me and was so much fun and keeping me very busy. And it gave me the opportunity to channel all of those kind of PR and marketing efforts into Lance um, and build this sort of brand and this uh, whole persona around Lance. And um, and I, I loved every second of it. Um, I just always knew that I would probably eventually go back to the corporate life. I just wasn't quite sure. I gave myself like a two to five year spread. Um, and uh, I always said, if something, something really amazing comes along and I have to make a choice, then I'll just sort of take some time to navigate that that path and see uh see where i end up so and that happened um in april um congratulations thank you thank you i was just sort of now of course gang we're not sharing where lance is headed you know, we're not, that's, that's not part of the, that's not a topic today. We're here to just actually congratulate, well, just applaud. Look, man, your Pantheon Productions catalog alone is stellar. I mean, you have shot scenes with every major studio, with every top shelf performer, mid-level performer, and you've helped start, during your start, a few other performers. Uh, you did stay incredibly busy this mm-hmm. entire run. Uh, uh, but you haven't, it's been, not been without its its drag as well because, like, okay, you lost a Twitter account, you've had fuckery mm. with Instagram, you've had nonstop just BS with social media, you know, platforms. Um, uh, and it's, so it's been hard to keep up the actual business side of it. And so I've, I totally get where where you're at. I totally get where you're at. I tell everybody new that comes into this adult period, anybody, I say, look, this will be canon, will be the most fun you will like ever have. You will have a great time. But a lot like living in New York City or San Francisco, leave before it makes you bitter. 
Right. <laughs> Get out before yeah. it makes you bitter. And so congratulations for Thank saying you. Eh, line. Thank you. Yeah, it okay. was funny. It wasn't it wasn't the it, the best part of the job were the photographers, the producers, the studios, the directors, the script writers, my scene partners, even everybody I filmed content with. Like there just wasn't sort of a bad a bad one in the bunch. But what really started to really get to me was all the stuff around social media. And I think when the Twitter account happened, I had just hit 100,000 followers and it was pretty early on. And um, I had spent a pretty sizable amount of money with a, with a fellow performer producing a series of five scenes. Um, they were 45 minute scenes each called Daddy Fantasies. And we did trailers, I did a press pack. I mean, like I know how to do all of that stuff. So we, we really knocked it out of the park. And four days before we were launching the entire series, my my Twitter got suspended indefinitely. Um, so I had no. It just they, they all just sort of died on the vine, um, and that was a that was the first sort of crushing blow for me because I I think for some reason I thought because I was a performer and that I was part of the Twitter community creating content for Twitter to like bring more followers to Twitter. I I thought there was some sort of loyalty there or safety net there, but in truth, I realized very quickly that social media is just, it just isn't a safe space. And I'm gonna try not to sound like a victim, but I am a massive, massive target across every single medium. It's unbelievable the amount of people who impersonate me um, on every single app. Um, the Twitter, this if, if, if I had chosen to re-up Instagram a couple weeks ago when it got hacked, it would have been my fourth Instagram account. And I just realized I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, and so, uh, and the hard part for me, so, you know, you, you make a living there. So you, when, when you realize someone can just come in and take that away from you in an instant, it becomes less, your motivation becomes less and less and less. Like I didn't want to put anything into it for fear that at any moment it could be taken away. And I don't, you know, I'm not naive. I don't think that having a full-time job in corporate means you're protected either because at any moment, everything's at will these days. But it just, it just started to, to really grate on me. And I think part of, part of what really, really started to get me like, actually depressed in the situation was these guys reaching out to me telling me that they had shown up for massages and Lance didn't open the door and they stepped inside and they were like, well, where's Lance? And the guy would say, I'm Lance. And they would say, you know, no, you're not him. And then they would get beat up. There's two guys who got beat up pretty severely by fake Lance chargers and sending me their stories. And it's very hard. It was very hard for me not to feel overly empathetic. And like, I somehow was the cause of that. Um, even though, realistically, I know that's not the case. Um, they're using, but they've pirated and used your persona, yeah. not just your images, but they've taken your persona. I I get how that would totally resonate. I echo what you felt there. And I can't tell you how many hours I spent on the phone with customer service reps at all of the apps. And by the way, just for all of your listeners, I never have been, nor will I ever be, on any app. So if you're on Grinder, if you're on Scruff, if you're on Daddy Hunt, if you're on Snippies, if you're on anything and you see me, please, please, please know that that is not me. It's just not something I ever partake in. I just never really was, it just wasn't my thing. Um, so you know, beware of that. But guys losing a ton of money and I would, 
you know, from sex parties that they would pay like $200 for to go to a party with Lance Charger and then show up at a, a abandoned warehouse or an address of like a family home or something. And my friends were pretty cavalier about it. They would say, you know, well, who's stupid enough to give people money in advance? But you, not everybody has the same savvy that, that everybody has on the internet. And some people get really excited to be able to spend time with Lance Charger. And, and so they were put in a position where they had to give money up front and they did and took the risk and it was unfortunate. And I, I, between the 10 to 20 emails I would get every single day asking me if I'm in this city or that city and showing me a picture of a fake profile um, to the guys who sent me pictures of their injuries, telling me how much money they lost. Um, that, that really was one of the biggest things for me. One of the biggest uh it was the hardest, one of the hardest things for me to deal with in the business was was uh, being exploited that way um, at, at great cost to many people. Um, and you know, we get on the phone with customer service reps and managers and supervisors and all the apps, and the answer is the same across the board: we can't help you. Like we can't, we can't police that. We can't find these profiles, which um, always made me laugh a little bit inside because if you own the entire platform, how can you not find one of your users? It's like, I, I, uh, fuck tech companies. I don't want to hear this. We can't blah, blah, blah. Fucking write it. Write the fucking code that makes what I'm asking you to do possible. I mean, yeah. this, it, 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 they, they say this shit because they don't want to, or there's yeah. a, there's a mining mechanism going on, data mining mechanism that they don't want to interrupt. And that's actually what's pro- part of the biggest issue. Uh, brother, I am so fucking sorry. Oh, this is my heart is breaking yeah. hearing this. No, dude, if my, if, if I found out my fans were getting fucked with, I'd lose my fucking mind. And I've talked to so many guys in the business and nobody seems to have this level of um, this sort of level of impersonation. Uh, You know, it happens here and there. I'll get like a one-off story from someone here or there and um, but not to this effect. I was in in Seattle outside of a gym. I was up there shooting and some guy was walking by me and he never (laughs) he never even looked at me. He just said out of the corner of his mouth as I was standing there. Hey man, do you know how many fucking people pretend to be you on the internet? And I went, and I went, uh, yeah. And he goes, no, I, I really don't think you do. And he just kept walking. Like he literally never looked at me, never made any kind of contact. That is, that is fucking shitty. God damn. That's like you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I know. It was bizarre. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, how much uh, backlog is going to be rolling out after? Because, like, Jack Dyer, you know, he's a, a mutual uh, acquaintance of both of ours on social media. Yeah. He retired and he still has fresh seeds rolling out. Yeah, I don't, I only, have, I only have about five um, left. Oh, okay. So, for me, I won't be shooting any more fan content, um, I won't be shooting any more studio work. Um, but I will be active on Twitter until these scenes are out because for me, part of the money that's exchanged when I sign with a studio to do a scene is that I'm going to do, I'm going to promote it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, as I'm checking Twitter, it's, it's not as often as it used to be, maybe every few days, um, uh, once a week, twice a week, something like that. If I'm seeing things come out, I will absolutely retweet and promote 
but eventually the um you know the 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 plan is to, to to call that down now right now twitter is the other than my personal account on facebook that i never really use twitter is really my only link to social media whatsoever and i'm still i'm this was a very fresh cut and it happened very fast for me like i had it was about 4 30 in the afternoon on the 30th of june that i decided to do this and i did it two hours later like I had said to myself when I got this job, I, I wanted to exit the business at a two-year mark, and I started in June two years ago. So I found myself on the 30th of June in the late afternoon thinking, if you're going to do this and you're going to stick to that, then what are you waiting for? And, you know, my career was just starting to take this really incredible upswing. I got booked for a couple features out of state. Um, I got two studios that I've been wanting to work with since the moment I started who literally never ever got back to me and all of a sudden they're building scenes and stories around Lance Charger and so I'm I'm booked all summer with like six shoots and a coffee table book shoot and as I started to look at the summer and realize this was taking a whole new a whole new pathway I thought I need to I I can't if I'm unsure and I think I want to leave, I can't take any of this on. So then came the horrible calls of calling people and starting to cancel this shoot and that shoot and this shoot and that shoot. And then right when I did, uh, right when my Instagram got hacked, I got a nasty, nasty case of COVID. And um, that week I lost, I think I lost about 10 pounds. Um, and so I just was feeling really bad about myself. Uh, I was super sick. But I really wanted to hold out for this one studio because I had it was we were only like 10 days away from the shoot and I just knew I wasn't going to make it. And uh, so I had to call and cancel that. And then literally the next day was the day that I just said, let's just retire and, and wrap this all up in a bow and 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 put it in a nice neat box. Yeah. And not leave people hanging. I mean, the last thing one thing I really pride myself on is my professionalism. I. I always showed up on time and ready to work. I knew my lines. I was always ready to go. I I didn't want to leave the industry on a on a bad note um, because these people work so insanely hard behind the scenes to get these films and scenes produced and out there. And uh, I mean, everyone involved, the entire crew, everyone at the corporate offices. I mean, it's a huge it's a huge effort. Um, and so I just, I, I didn't want to make more work for anybody. So, well, the entire industry changed a little over a decade ago as the online, uh, you know, distribution platforms really started to take off. It created this like double down for need for fresh content. Uh, I call it feeding the beast. Uh, uh, well, I get this. I coach a lot of young JFF, you know, new, young, new, new JFF talent coming in. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you're new to this, you're new to this. Right. And so, uh, but I coach folks all the time. And one of the biggest things I get is, is, you know, uh, how do I keep up with this? This constant need is like, well, you can't. First of all, you've got to put stuff in the bank when you're having one of those super high sex drive, hyper sex drive, you know, moments. Man, get all that shit, but put some of that shit in the bank. You got to learn to purse it out. Right. You got to learn to, you know, spread it out a little bit. Uh, uh, and so, be- otherwise, you're going to wear yourself completely in- into the uh, uh, floorboards. At the end of the day, too, this is sex, and you're supposed to be having a bit of fun, a bit of enjoyment. 
if you're making it real, if you're making, if you're being authentic about it, if you're not being completely fake. Uh, bless their hearts. I see some, I see some camp performers every once in a while, and you're just like, you're not feeling this today. Shut the cam off. Go get in the sunshine. Take a walk. Do, you know, do something else. Get some cuddles. Whatever it takes to recharge your your drive and, and stuff. But uh, you, how many scenes total? Do, did you have you counted them all up yet? I right around sixty, I think. So. It's pretty. It's a. It's, it's. It's not bad for two years. In two years, that is. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, the industry changed, and so we went from models in studios where we a studio would put out maybe a new feature with like ten or twelve scenes in it uh, every quarter. Now we're putting out features like every other week. Yeah. Is the expectation to keep your audiences drawn, um, um, and so hey, look, just run your own JFF or OnlyFans for five, ten, ten months, and you'll totally get it because you'll start to see the ebb and flow in your subscribers, them coming and going. So we've got a little bit of oh Porter. Porter is a delight. You're gonna love this guy. And he runs uh, Megasheen. He's a host on the Megasheen podcast. Okay. With so many adult content creators, how important is differentiation and creating something that is unique to brand and what you portray? That's a great question, Porter. I think for me, the because I've been in branding and marketing for so many years, I'm I'm very wary of anything that feels tricky. So for me, I tried to show up as Lance and let him be the point of differentiation in everything I did. So as long as I showed up and I handpicked, you know, I always handpicked, if, if you go back and look through my library, you'll see that I d didn't film with very many porn stars in my entire career, in my content. I, I really avoided that because I didn't want that, I didn't want it, that felt tricky to me. I wanted this to be about passionate, authentic, sexual interactions between myself and, and guys who I found attractive. And because my attractive meter is, it's pretty wide, it's all over the map, you know, I, I really loved that in those first six months, the body of work was every body type, trans guys, you know, uh, every race, like I really, really, and I didn't do that on purpose. It just sort of naturally came about. And and I, in the beginning and through most of this, a lot of people would come to me and ask me if I wanted to film content with them. And that's really what 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 kept the content flowing. Um, I was so busy over here working on, you know, scheduling my, you know, parsing little pieces out throughout the weeks to make things last, like you said, and, and getting schedules done and mapping out content for the next month and working with the studios and then photo shoots and trying to get, you know, all the content produced and captioned and put out for the fans, um, that it just all sort of flowed really beautifully for me. Um, and that was my point of differentiation was just allow it to happen and be present and don't try to force anything specific because everybody feels that um it's just you can't yeah you if can't. it doesn't if it doesn't ring true i mean it became well it's big it's a trope in adult content mm -hmm. you know that uh, the acting isn't usually ever you know 
you know, Oscar, you know, right, level right. kind of stuff and all that, which I'm going to shout out and actually say I've, I've seen many of your dialogue scenes and they're fantastic. You brought uh, uh, you brought a genuine desire to be fun and on camera and 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 believable and enjoyable um and you draw out your partners scene partners which i thought was really cool uh and and in all of those again dialogue especially in gay adult is not a huge thing we do not do a lot of dialoguing that's a that's that's more rare than you would uh, assume even in gay adult gay male adult uh, um, if we just, yeah, we just don't. Now, our sisters, our lesbian sisters and non-binary friends, now they fucking dialogue the shit <laughs> out of their scenes. And I think that that is an incredible dichotomy mm-hmm. uh, in the industry and stuff. <laughs> Lance Charger, well, buddy, you're going to be missed. Thanks, Terribly man. missed. I'm, I, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss it as well. I mean, it just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but you're just came this point where I knew I couldn't hold down two full-time careers of this magnitude at the same time. And I was just, I literally spent a month just kind of in the background watching myself from outside of myself. Like, where are you spending your time? What projects are making you feel the most excited and the most challenged and uh, the most like you're actually contributing and giving back. And it just kept leaning, going back to the, to my, to my corporate job. Um, and, uh, and then I started just not filming. So like you said, I always had like six, to 12 scenes in a bank. And then all of a sudden I was putting my last scene out and there was nothing in the bank and I had no time or interest in shooting another scene. And so that was sort of the tipping point for me. That with all the social media stuff, like, you know, all all roads lead to Rome, right? Everything mm-hmm. sort of converged at the same time uh, into, into making this decision. And I will say the one, <laughs> the one thing that I'm really struggling with is it is my life is so fucking quiet right now. Uh, right? I, I mean, going from 500 to 1,200 messages a day. And I mean... You can ask anyone who followed me or talked to me ever. I answered every motherfucker back. Like I would spend four or five hours a day, every day talking to people. And, and all of a sudden it's literally gone. Um, and that will take some adjusting to. And also, I think an interesting thing that I'm finding right now is scheduling my workouts, choosing my workouts, choosing what I eat, how I eat, how I dress uh, for, for, for Mike is really foreign to me because I've been active on social media for so many years that I'm a little freaked out that my def, my, my self that like how I valued myself and how I portrayed myself has been for everybody else for such a long time. But I'm really curious to see, uh, what, how this all pans out when I'm making decisions for myself. And this will definitely be a transition. I tell people it's a transition in. Yeah. And it's going to be a transition back out. Now I want to reach out to Jack Tyre and get Jack, get Jack in here <laughs> and talk about how's retirement going for you. Because he's well, now about, well, I think he's like two years on now. Didn't he announce about two years ago? I'm not sure when he announced, but Jack is it's such an apples to oranges comparison. I mean, the guy was in the business for such a short amount of time. He did like 270 scenes. It was insane. Like, it was insane. I have hung out with him a couple of times in Palm Springs, and you literally can't take two steps down the street without somebody stopping him. Like it's a com- the level of 
actual stardom and celebrity. You know, I love when these guys act like they're celebrities and I've been working in film and television my whole life. It actually makes me laugh pretty hard. Um, but Jack really is one of those rare, true, and he's just so fucking humble about everything and talks to everybody and doesn't hey, brag. Dallas. Dallas is the same way. He literally just was so big so fast and got involved in so many great things, products and all kinds of stuff. So, um, Well, any platform for fundraisers. I mean, he yeah. did a ton of shit. Yeah, no, shout and, out to another retired some, brother. I had some rules in the beginning. Like I, I didn't want to do any kind of appearances. I didn't want to do product placement or product promotions. I didn't want to do like, you know, dancing on boxes or shot boys or sex parties where I'm a headliner. Like those are all just things I really wasn't ever interested in. And I, I dabbled it in the beginning because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, but mm. it really wasn't for me. For me, it was just about filming content and, and filming for studios and, and then communicating with the fans. The fan base was always the biggest, the biggest part of it for me. So. Your fans are outstanding. Yeah. The, and uh, yeah, no, I think for the, for anybody that get, that gets developed in the industry and decides to stay in the industry, it's usually, because of the fans yeah, it's usually because I mean, of the the interactions so much support and, and 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 i loved that they felt like sometimes they would send me notes and tell me what they liked and what they didn't like about a scene and what they wish i would do i had so many people write scripts for me and hand pick other guys in the business that they thought that i should do this actual scene with i mean they put a lot of time and a lot of energy into into supporting me and communicating with me and uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna miss that a lot. I mean, such so many great guys, so much more good stuff than the bad stuff for sure. But totally. I, I definitely, I will definitely. I'm saying this now, but I would prefer never to have a career that's beholden to social media ever again. I just I don't I don't trust it, and I just don't want any part of it. So I completely feel you there, brother. Yeah. Lance Charger has retired. It's official, gang. He is taking a step back. So, if you see him on the street or in the produce market, nod politely and walk on by. Yeah, because that happens to me all the time. (laughs) Unless you're in a bar and then you can offer to buy him a drink. Absolutely. That is totally, totally acceptable. But yeah, just out in general life, Lance Charger is no more. He is he has he's left the building, as yeah. we'd like to say. Well, buddy, uh, thank you. And um, even in retirement, you're always welcome to come back here and talk about stuff that's going on, or send friends. And uh, and don't ever be shy. But uh, we're gonna miss you and the work that you gave us. You produced some amazingly steamy scenes that are both genuine and authentic and fun. Uh, and so the entire industry is gonna be at a loss. Uh, uh, nah, I knew. <laughs> All right, gang, hang tight. We're gonna have another commercial break. Then I've got just a few more minutes to wrap up. But Lance Charger has been my uh, second live guest on this week in review. Buddy, have fun and go go get some sun. Go enjoy that Going beautiful. To. Go enjoy that beautiful weather. Hang tight, gang. We're Thanks. gonna watch a, another here, commercial break. See you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Rocket Review. If you would like to be a guest or have your adult industry business featured on TRR, please email rocket at the rocketreview.com. 
GRR is a production of Whole Punch Media and is supported through corporate sponsorships and subscribers like you. Remember, gang, if you can't be good, be damn good at it. <laughs>